Happy Monday, brothers. How you feeling out there? You got those Monday back-to-work blues? Uh, or are you looking forward to a, a new week with optimism? I'm, for me, I'm, uh, I'm really doing the latter. I'm looking forward to this week with uh, a lot of hope, a lot of positive energy. I'm excited to uh, get back into my healthier routines. As Later today, I'm going to go work out. I've got a goal to hit with uh, my weight loss, and uh, I'm looking forward to, to getting back into my healthier routines. And also really uh, excited about doing another episode of Iron Supplements with you today. But most of all, I'm looking forward to our fellowship tonight as we get together, as we do every Monday night at 7 o'clock for Iron Men at Argyle Church of Christ in Jacksonville, Florida. I hope you can all make it tonight. Uh, it's going to be wrapping up our series of I Met Jesus, and it's going to be a little bit different than the other classes that we've done so far. But today on Iron Supplements, uh, I want to address a question that uh, our brother Cyrus brought up to me when he called uh, several weeks ago, and uh, he was asking about this one serious sin that the Bible mentions. Uh, this unforgiven, unforgivable sin. What is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit? We'll get into that in just a minute on Iron Supplements. Beware of the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, for it is an unforgivable sin. Whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. They are guilty of an eternal sin. Well, that's directly from the Bible, but I think a lot of people have this kind of mysterious, kind of dark understanding of the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Like they're under some type of eternal curse here on earth because at some point in their life, they said something against the Holy Spirit that God just could not forgive. And that was the case uh, for Cyrus, at least for uh, a young man that he was helping out um, one day. seems that he had picked up a, a man who was kind of down on his luck and given him a ride. And uh, as they were driving to this uh, man's destination, that is kind of the impression that he gave Cyrus, that he had done something in his life that blasphemed the Holy Spirit. And that he was living out this lifelong curse that God had put on him because he had done that. And that he was eternally um, unforgivable. That he was going to be eternally separated from God. And there was nothing that he could do about it. And so Cyrus gave me a call and asked me what I thought about the uh, unforgivable sin. And so what I want to do is actually look at the story from Mark chapter 3 where Jesus uh, talks about this blaspheming against the Holy Spirit. And so let's all go into our Bibles. Mark chapter 3, starting in verse 20. Then Jesus entered a house, and again a crowd gathered, so that he and his disciples were not even able to eat. And when his family heard about this, that is Jesus' family, they went to take charge of him, for they said, He's out of his mind. And the teachers of the law who came down from Jerusalem had said, 
He is possessed by Beelzebub. By the prince of demons, he is driving out demons. So Jesus called them over to him and began to speak to them in parables. How can Satan drive out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan opposes himself and is divided, he cannot stand. His end has come. In fact, no one can enter a strong man's house without first tying him up. Then he can plunder the strong man's house. Truly, I tell you, people can be forgiven all their sins and every slander they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. They are guilty of an eternal sin. He said that because they were saying he has an impure spirit. Every once in a while in the Bible, there are these little clues that we are given that uh, help us interpret what is being said. And it's almost like getting a prescription set of glasses. It's like, here is a lens by which you can focus to see what I'm saying a little bit better. And that happens at the end of the scripture. Uh, in verse 30, it says that Jesus said these things about the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit because the people were saying that he has an impure spirit. And so this is the lens by which we must look at what was just said. If we take this part out of it, we will miss what is being meant by what Jesus said. In other words, if you just take this, this one part of Scripture, this one verse out, and let it stand alone, you can attach whatever meaning that you want to it. So verse 29 says, But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. They are guilty of an eternal sin. And if you give that no context at all, you can run wild with what Jesus might have meant by that. But that's not where the Bible goes with it. The Bible explicitly gives us a lens by which we are to interpret that. And it is in this story, because they were saying that Jesus had an impure spirit. I love how Mark set this story up. Like he has his Jesus' family uh, trying to take control of him <laughs> because they think he's crazy. And uh, when Jesus goes into this uh, description of, of the blasphemy, it, 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 in 28 he says, I tell you, people can be forgiven all their sins and every slander they utter. And I feel like that is a reference to his own family, right? Like, okay, I'll forgive you guys, right? Uh, you can say whatever you want. You can say I'm crazy, right? That's okay. That can be forgiven. But what the teachers of the law said uh, was dangerously close to something that couldn't be forgiven. And so what's the difference? What's the difference between saying uh, Jesus is crazy and uh, Jesus is driving out demons by, by Satan. And it's really just comes down to the fact that Jesus recognized that the, the very power that God uses to do His redeeming work in the world was not being recognized. In other words, the Pharisees 
because of their own prejudice against Jesus and what they thought, could not see the work of God at hand. Could not see that it was God himself through the power of the Holy Spirit that was saving people, that was driving demons out of, the, out of them and, and bringing them to health. And, and their, their bias was so strong that they were actually working against the very power that could bring them to salvation. And so when Jesus says, uh, you, you're very close here, you need to be careful Whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit will never be forgiven. There's a reason for that. Because it is only through the power of the Holy Spirit that we can enter into a relationship with God and receive forgiveness. It is the Spirit that gives us our very life. It is the Spirit that does the redeeming work in us so that we can have a relationship with God. It is the Spirit of God who changes us, who drives out our darkness. And so if we do not acknowledge the Spirit at work, we are basically denying Him. And it is denying the Spirit's work that is blasphemy. In other words, if you look at this work of the Spirit and you say, that is not the Spirit, that is the devil, well then, what power do you have to redeem yourself? You are in an eternal state of unforgiveness. If you cannot accept the very entity, the very power, the very work of the one who does the, the forgiveness in you, then how can you be forgiven? In other words, if you deny God the power to work in your life, he cannot forgive you. And that is the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Christians shouldn't worry about being guilty of blasphemy of the Holy Spirit because you can't be a Christian without the Holy Spirit. In fact, Paul said, you cannot even confess Jesus Christ as Lord without the Holy Spirit. It's only through the Holy Spirit that we do recognize Jesus. It's only through the Holy Spirit that we have the redemptive work of God in our life. But I wonder, are we missing out on something? Maybe we aren't blaspheming the Holy Spirit, but are we letting the Spirit work completely, fully in our lives? How many blessings are we missing out on because we are not allowing the Spirit to do all that it can in our life. The Bible says that the fruit of the Spirit, what it produces in us, is love and joy and peace and patience and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control. And So I, I have to say, there's a good way to figure out whether the Spirit is working fully in your life. And that is, if you are lacking patience, probably you're not in tune with the Spirit. If you're lacking love and joy and peace, you're probably not in tune with the Spirit. If you don't have self-control, well then, 
That's because you haven't allowed the Spirit to take control. And so I urge us, brothers, to continue to develop our relationship with the Spirit, to see how the Spirit can work in us, to allow the Spirit to work in us, and to never quench the Spirit's work within us. And in doing so, we will see an abundant fruit produced in us. Exactly the types of people that we want to be. The types of people that God wants us to be. And that only He can produce in us through the power of His Spirit. Again, brothers, I'm looking forward to seeing you tonight. God bless you again. And thank you for joining me on Iron Supplements.